This episode is sponsored by our friends at Fujifilm North America. Their X-Series digital cameras and lenses may just give you that creative edge you're looking for in your portraits and events. You'll find everything from 40 megapixel image quality to 40 frames per second bursts, plus unique in-camera film simulation modes and effortless usability. Click the link in the episode description to find the full range. There has never been a better time to invest in your passion, so make sure to click the link. Hey there, it's Nikki Klosser, and I want to let you know about an awesome free giveaway for people on our email list. If you haven't already, click the link in our podcast description or go to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up to get on the list. If you sign up, you'll get a free posing 101 PDF to jumpstart things. It's an epic PDF, so you'll definitely want to get this. Also, just by being in our email community, you'll get deals, sales, and information about any of our upcoming events and activities. So head over to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up and sign up today. You're listening to the Portrait System Podcast. And the story that I was trying to tell is that behind this figure of someone always moving forward, of looking like they're determined or looking successful or confident, there's all this stuff under the surface that you never see, right? So I just took it into Photoshop and I started playing and blending and blurring and putting things behind and working with a composite. I looked at it, I said, this actually looks pretty cool. I don't mind the way this looks at all. This is the Portrait System Podcast, a show that helps portrait photographers and people hoping to become one navigate the world of photography, business, money, and so much more. We totally keep it real. We share stories about the incredible ups and the very difficult downs when running a photography business. I'm your host, Nikki Klosser, and the point of this podcast is for you to learn actionable steps that you can take to grow your own business and also to feel inspired and empowered by the stories you hear. Hi, everyone. We have a very special episode for you today. The Portrait Masters Awards and Accreditation is open from January 15th through February 15th. And we've had so many people who've been wanting to hear more about how to earn that silver or gold in the Portrait Masters Awards. So in addition to what we've already recorded with Richard Wood in episode number 24, we reached out to our Subrice Education members to find out how they created a portrait that finally got them at least one silver after scoring bronze after bronze. We have some inspiring stories for you today from photographers who share their secrets for how they were able to get their scores up. And it was really interesting because each story is unique with a totally different spin on things. You can see all of the images that we speak about during this episode today on the link in the show notes. So make sure to check those out so you have a really good visual of each image. Okay, let's get started. First up, we have Matt Stagliano on the east coast of the United States in Bethel, Maine. Matt is proof that even during a pandemic when you're either shut down or you just don't feel comfortable having anyone in your studio or at your house, you can still find a way to get that silver. Let's listen. Hey, Matt, are you staying warm over there in uh, Maine? Hey, Nikki, it's hard. It's brutally cold (laughs) at the moment, but I'm doing my best. Good, good. That's how it is here, too. It's just, it's brutal, but whatever. Summer will come eventually. But one thing that we have to get us through the winter is awards. (laughs) Awards are starting up again. It's amazing. And yeah, when I posted in the Subrice Education Facebook group asking just, you know, I want to know who got got a silver after getting mostly bronzes or, you know, and, and how did you do it? You posted something that, and I remember the photo actually from when you had posted it to share that you'd gotten your your silver. And I thought, you know what, this is a perfect example that 
the type of photo, obviously, there's a lot of creativity that went into it. But this is something that you could do, anyone could do, regardless of the fact if your business is shut down, if you don't either feel comfortable having a model coming into your house or your studio because of COVID, or if you're just not allowed to. So, okay, I'll just stop there. Tell us about what you did. Tell us tell us how you got your silver. Sure. So, you know, I started competing, doing the Sue Bryce Awards and Accreditation in like late 2018. And I had this, I was coming out of doing local competitions where I wasn't doing very well because you're putting a portrait against a penguin, against a flower, and there's really no consistency in it, right? So Mm -hmm. I wanted to figure out how my work stacked up against other portraiture. So um, I liked the approach to say, you know, Awards and accreditation is a way to measure your progress over years, over your career, rather than looking at it as a way for affirmation, right? I always Mm -hmm. just look at it to measure my own progress. So Mm -hmm. over the past couple of years, I've taken advantage of submitting every time the awards and accreditation come around. And there was a, you know, kind of this chip on my shoulder. I only wanted to submit client work because I didn't want to get models involved in all sorts of high-end creativity until I felt like my client work was at a level that was high professional standard. So I went with that. When it came to the actual silver, it was something that I had no expectation of winning. I had no desire to submit this particular image. It was just creativity for me to stave off mm, boredom. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the the kind of the way that I got to it in a long roundabout way, and I ramble, so just, you know, rein me in when you need to. Well, real quick, though, before yeah. you tell us exactly what you did, you know, how you shot it or whatever, you said that typically what you did is just you entered your client work mm-hmm. into the awards. Mm-hmm. So what what kind of, what scores were you getting on your just, your regular client portrait work? Yeah, it's a really it's a really good question. So I keep track of all this stuff and look at it on my profile. But in 2018, I submitted, I think, eight images and my average score is a 69. I got two bronze out of those eight. The first ones I ever submitted, they were like folio building images. I didn't know what I didn't know. And then as I started to learn what judges look for, I tried to submit client work that would line up with that. The more glamorous stuff, you know, some slightly different images. But over the course of the past couple of years, I've gone through four rounds of this now, and I think my average is somewhere around 72, 73, thereabouts. So, you know, I get high 70s, I'll get a 76 or a 79 or something to that effect. But most of the work that I submit is generally between like a 71, 73. And that's cool by me. That's same with me. Yep. That's so, it's so funny because I'm the same. I'll have to look, but I want to say my average submission is probably a 73, I would say. Right. And I've gotten, I've gotten five silvers altogether. But, and I think there's a, there are a couple different goals when it comes to awards and accreditation. One goal is to like get that silver, to get that gold, to get the top, in the top 20 of each category for that round. Like people, some people, like they're competitive. They want that. That's important to them. And some people submit just to like, get the accreditation. Like you're an associate, right? I am, yeah. I I just earned it this past round. Okay, awesome. So Matt, when you had said, if you look at my profile, you can see that, you know, your different photos or whatever. Are you talking about the profile on the find an accredited photographer list? Correct. 
Correct. Okay. Okay. So for people out there listening who are wondering, you know, what we were talking about on SueBriceEducation.com in the community section, or I'm sorry, in the portrait master section, there's a find an accredited photographer. And so you can go on there and there's a map from around the whole world of people who are accredited. And so if you, you know, click on either Matt's name, or if you go to the map and click on Maine, you'll see some of his work. And, you know, again, it's like some people, their goal is to get accredited. Like they want to be known as a fellow or a master. And then they can tell that to their clients. They can post it on their website. You know, they get bragging rights and kind of like street cred. And because that is showing that you have a consistent body of work that is of professional standard or higher. So a lot of people just shoot for that as well. So I just kind of wanted to make that distinction between the two. Yeah. And I think it's really important that you do that. And you know, know the reasons why you're going into the competition. For me, it was Mm -hmm. truly that. I wanted something that I could market the studio with and say, hey, you come here, you're going to get this consistent quality. So that was a big driver in me trying to achieve the accreditation. Now that I'm there, my focus is shifting more towards the creative work to target silvers, to up my game, to take all this learning from the community and make my images better. And that's my goal from this point forward. Okay, gotcha. Okay, so tell us about that silver then. Sure. So in 2019, in 2018, I met Parker Fister at the Portrait Masters. In 2019, I went to three of his workshops. And there, I really learned how my voice works in photography. Mm -hmm. And that's different from client work, but my voice and my own creative work. So I came back from Portrait Masters 2019, and I had just won that Westcott X-Drop backdrop. And I was sitting here in the studio on a Friday night, and I was just like, I got to figure out how to use this thing. So I said... There's no one around. Let me take a self-portrait and see what comes of it. And I started looking at all of my notes from these workshops and figuring out what direction I wanted to go. And I've been a big advocate of being open about mental health and my journey and up and down. And I wanted something that captured the inner voice of me, but also showed kind of that outer shell that everybody else sees. Right. Mm -hmm. So I started thinking about how I want to do that. What are the different emotions involved? What's the story behind all of this? So I went through a bunch of different outfits. I took my shirt off for some. I threw a T-shirt on for others. I threw a suit on. And I just kept snapping pictures in different positions and different facial expressions, not really knowing what I was going to come up with, but generally having this framework that I wanted to show all these personalities at once. So I took all the images. I think I I looked back through and I took somewhere around 150 different poses and images and then went into Photoshop and just started playing and figuring out what images looked right together and what emotion looked good on one side of my body versus another. And the story that I was trying to tell is that Behind this figure of someone always moving forward, of looking like they're determined or looking successful or confident, there's all this stuff under the surface that you never Mm -hmm. see, right? Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to show the frustration and the anger and the depression and the, the inner screaming and all of that. So I just took it into Photoshop and I started playing and blending and blurring and putting things behind and working with a composite. With that, I looked at it, I said, this actually looks pretty cool. I don't mind the way this looks at all. Now, 
I never set out to submit this. This wasn't like a competition image for me. I was just creating something for me. And I think in that is a little bit different. So because I was pouring so much of myself into it and getting really creative, I wound up with something that I loved, I personally loved. Now, like I said, I didn't, I didn't plan on submitting it, but I, as I got up to the deadline for awards and accreditation, I had this smattering of photos and I put it out to a couple of friends and I said, all right, pick your favorites. These are the ones that I'll submit. And everybody kept choosing that self-portrait. And I was like, really? It's kind of odd. It's a little bit different than what I normally see, but eh, we'll see how it does. I'll maybe get like a 72, 73, right? Because <laughs> I'm not a composite guy. I just, you know, I watch, mm-hmm. the, I, I just watch Richard Wood on TV, right? So I just started playing with it. So I submitted it and to my biggest surprise, wound up scoring an 80 and I got my silver. So totally over the moon. So awesome. Yeah, I, I saw it. My jaw actually dropped, and I was like, you've got to be kidding me with this. So it got me thinking a lot about my work, my voice, how I want to tell stories. And, you know, you don't need a lot. You can do it all yourself. You know how to do all of this. Use yourself as the model. Just create. Just try things. Just don't be afraid to fail. And you never know what you're going to wind up creating. And that's that's really it. the story behind this. There was there was no intention whatsoever other than to create for me. Yeah, you know, Matt, I think one thing that I, I hear often is that the images that score higher are the ones that tell a story. Mm-hmm. You know, and obviously there has to be the other things, the lighting, the editing, like the the editing has to be meticulous. The mm-hmm. lighting needs to be it needs to be lit so well. Mm-hmm. But telling a story is something that will elevate your score, for sure. 100%. And, and, and that's what you did. I looked at your photo, and I knew what you were trying to say. 100% I knew what you could try to say. And, it, you know, when people look at your image, they'll be able to see it. It's, it, 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 it evokes emotion, and it makes you go, yeah, 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 totally. I know what, the, I know what he's saying here. And so I think that has everything to do with with it. And I and and that's something that I think misses the mark sometimes where people aren't really truly telling a story. It you know, the image might be lit well and it might be creative or, you know, but what is the point of the photo? What are you trying to communicate to us through that? I mean, not that it has to be like a storybook sort of story, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. but and, and even even just like alluding to something. It's just going to make your score higher. I believe that 100%, right? So there can be technically perfect images. I am not a technically perfect photographer by any stretch of the imagination. But I try to evoke an emotion from someone with the images, right? It could be a little bit darker. It could be a little bit brighter. But your favorite images that you ever think about are ones that you have an emotional connection to. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. the more story there is, the, the longer you look at it and the more that you can draw out of the image itself. So, you know, whether it's nuance in the styling or in the set design or in the makeup or the hair, right, there's so many different ways to get your point across and tell a story that is going to be so different from client portraiture or pet portraiture mm-hmm. or, you know, anything like that. So for me, I always start with the concept of what it is that I'm trying to say and then thinking about, okay, well, what do I need to tell that story? And it might be 
an allusion to something, or it might be in your face and overt. But Mm -hmm. you really do have to start thinking, if you're going to level up that work, what is it that you're trying to say, and do all the components in that image relate to that story? If they don't, maybe think about taking it out or adding something different. That's such a good point. Was it Coco Chanel that was like, take one thing off, like before you walk out the door, take one thing, (laughs) one accessory off, like sometimes doing too much in one photo can ruin it. And if it doesn't make sense to be in the photo, take it out. That's such a good point. Yeah. There's, there's a balance that you need to strike, right? There are some people that create these silver and gold images that I look back and I just like, I have no idea one, how they came up with that two how they executed it. And it just inspires me to say, Mm -hmm. you know what? I can do that. I just have to think about how to do it. And it's okay to draw that inspiration and try to do things yourself. That's part of the learning process. But for me, it always comes down to story. And for how I create, composite is easier for me to develop some of these images than it is to create a huge set and get all the styling, just because of where I am and what I have access to. So when you unleash that and you say, all right, well, now I have no boundaries, there's no reason why you can't make everything that you want and really start to see your work increase in quality. Totally, totally. And and again, like being a self-portrait, there's really no excuse if you don't have a model. <laughs> if you if you're out there listening thinking, well, like I don't, I can't have anyone in my studio right now or I'm not comfortable, like you can do a self-portrait. Yeah. You absolutely can. And you know, you know another thing I really love about this image is it almost looks it looks like you're walking out of the photo. It's like you're coming towards us or something. Was that intentional? Yeah, absolutely. You have no idea. So I called the image always forward. It's just, it's one of my motivating sayings. I, you know, no matter what happens, it's always forward. Just keep moving forward. And so one of the things about this image is I must have taken 60 images of me trying to walk towards the camera and (laughs) get that look that I'm actually walking rather than I'm frozen and trying to walk. No, it looks like you're walking. You did great. Yeah, and it was just trial and error. Nope, that doesn't look Mm -hmm. right. Nope, that doesn't look right. And so just iterative going through it over and over. Yeah. You know, the first time I tried to do a self-portrait, this was right when I first started and I needed a headshot for my website. And it was like in the spring and the flowers were blooming and I wanted to get photos with the flowers or something. And so there was a picnic table and I I didn't understand, like I didn't have a self click thing or anything. And so I set up a bear on a tripod and then I would hit the 10 second timer on my, on my, I think I had a Nikon at the time and I would run because I knew the bear was where I would have focus. So I would run to where the bear was, knock the tripod and the bear out of the way really quick and then stand there and smile. Like I I must've done it a hundred times before I actually got one photo that I loved. (laughs) So it's like I can only imagine what you went through. Yeah, I I did not have I didn't have a remote either. So I was doing exactly what you described. <laughs> Ten seconds every time. It took me so long to do it because I'd I'd hit it and then I'd walk back to I'd put some tape on the floor. I'm like generally stand in this area. And then, oh, see that was smart tape on the floor. That would have been smarter than what I was doing. You know, it's it's that. And then I'm like, oh, I I was shooting at like two eight, and then things were blurry. So I yeah, you know, yeah. and it's just you go through all of these machinations and realize this is like this is a lot harder than I thought. However, there's no client to disappoint. It's just yourself. So just keep shooting. Just figure it out. Just figure it out. Yep. Yep. So true. Well, I really appreciate you, you know, sharing with us 
how sure. you made this work. And, and I know it's such a personal, very personal image to you. So I appreciate that you are willing to talk about it. And hopefully you'll inspire someone, which I'm sure you will, to get out there and do a self-portrait and, and just see how, see how it goes. So very it cool. Was, it was my pleasure. Oh, and yeah. you know what else? You mentioned Parker Fister. He, yeah. it, like you said, was one of our 2018 Portrait Masters conference speakers. And if you're a member yeah. of Sue Rice Education, you can watch his talk on the website. So just wanted to put a plug there for that. And I'll stand here and, and plug it again. That talk specifically changed my direction in terms of how I wanted to shoot in a studio. So yeah, do yourself a favor and watch someone just play and have fun in creation. Yeah, yeah, cool. Well, thanks, Matt. I, yeah. I, I want to hear more of your story at some point, so I'm sure I'll be in touch soon. <laughs> I'd love to. Thanks, Nikki. So take care. Again, Matt shows that there really are no excuses to not being able to have some fun creatively and just tell a story through photographing yourself. And I encourage you to do the same if you aren't able to photograph anyone else right now. Joanna Zimluski with Soulscaping in Hartford, Connecticut is up next, and she really pushed herself when it came to editing the photo that got her a silver during the last round of awards. I absolutely love the way that she approached making this photo achieve a high score, and I have a feeling she'll inspire you just like she did me. Here she is. Hey, Joanna. It's so nice to talk to you. How are you? I'm wonderful. How about yourself? I'm great. Are you in New York right now? I'm in Connecticut. Connecticut. That's right. Yes. Why was I thinking New York? I used to be in New York. I used to live on Long Island, and that's oh, actually okay. where I started my portrait business, and then I moved back home to Connecticut. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Cool. So we were chatting just a little bit about your photos and just how you said you were submitting to awards and you were getting mostly bronzes. And then you said the one that you did submit that got a silver was very different from the rest of what you submitted. So maybe just tell us a little bit about your whole like awards journey to start. Absolutely. So when I first submitted images, I was just selecting what was already in my portfolio mm -hmm. and looking for whatever seemed like nice images. So nice portraits and just had a, a clean look to it. And as I mentioned, for the most part, they all scored bronze. There were a couple of silvers that I got in the first round of accreditation, but those were images that I specifically shot for accreditation, and I did it with the intention of there being more of a story behind it. Mm -hmm. So they were intentionally photographed differently from the others. You know, that's the silvers that I got, I, it was the same. It was, mm -hmm. I was specifically shooting for awards. Like they were yes. styled in a specific way. Like I did everything, you know, it, it had nothing to do with what the, the people that I was shooting wanted. I mean, of course I care about what, they, what right. they want, but it was, that's exactly how it was for me too. Yeah. One thing that I photograph a lot is personal branding, and there definitely were not any like really personal branding images that I submitted. They were all either more contemporary portrait or something that had a little bit more of a story behind it. Okay, cool. Okay, so the one that you're you're specifically you were talking about when you know when I had made that post in the Facebook group, mm -hmm. it is the most gorgeous boudoir photo. And tell us a little bit about how you created it. So. I didn't even actually shoot it for accreditation. I did that photo session just for myself, and I had this vision in mind where I really wanted to take a boudoir photo, but I wanted to make it an elegant, sexy, and simple image where it was really about the feminine expression of the woman. So mm -hmm. I do coaching with my clients, and I use photography as a tool. And so I know that 
every woman has this feminine energy inside of her. And that's what I really wanted to portray in the set of photos that I was taking. And so my image was to keep it very simple. It was not highly stylized. It was actually just her in a bra and panty and in front of a mirror using natural light and really just allowing her to be in the moment and capturing whatever movement, whatever emotion she was feeling in that moment. Yeah, yeah. I can totally see that. It was very in flow. Yeah. So it, it, I wasn't even really directing her. I just kind of just let her do what she naturally felt she needed to do. And I was just there capturing the emotion and the expression that she was giving me. I love that. And it, it's not like an image that is super overt or it's it's not like you were trying too hard in the image. Like it just... And I love, too, the way it was edited with the highlights. I feel like the highlights are done really well. And, like, how much post, post-processing did you end up putting into this? Because it's a black and white image, obviously. But as far as, like, yeah. you know, did you do dodge and burn? Like, I actually did a lot more than I was intending. And I will also add that I did get feedback from other photographers because I wanted their feedback. I was mm-hmm. pushing myself past my limits more than I was comfortable with. And when I posted it and I got the feedback, they told me, no, it's still too flat, do more. And so I went back and I really did a lot more dodge and burning and utilizing the highlights and the shadows of the image because I knew I wanted it to be black and white. I wanted it to be purely about the expression and not about the styling. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted it to feel raw and in the moment. And so I knew it was really going to be about the, the lights, the lighting on it and the editing. And so I spent a lot of time in the details, which Mm -hmm. is not something Mm -hmm. that I do for regular clients. Yeah. I love that. And I love how you said I spent a lot of time. I think that is such a common thread that we're finding with people is people who get silvers and golds and high bronzes spend a lot of time. It's not just a quick shoot. And maybe, I mean, I guess it could be that way. But when you talk to someone like Richard Wood, who's our head judge, I mean, he still, he enters into like tons of different contests and awards and, and he spends like months. I mean, he he said at one point he hangs the image upside down. Yes. Just to see if he's missing anything so that he can like look at it in a different light. Like mm-hmm. it's not this just like easy. I mean, okay, it doesn't have to be super hard, but you've got to take your time and spend the time. And I also love that you asked for feedback about it. Yeah. That was a big like a, an eye opener for me because I thought I pushed it. And yet I was still in my comfort zone. Mm -hmm. And another thing that I also did was I used inspiration from other work. So that helped me capture my vision. And so when I was doing the final editing, I was looking at some of the other work that I was using for inspiration. And I was trying to pick apart, okay, what's the lighting here? What is the final editing like? What is it that sets this image apart? And then trying to recreate that in my image, but also using my style and in my own way. And so I think the combination of those two things is really what pushed me to another level. I also, in between, had done the lighting course from Felix along with the editing course from Pratik. So Mm -hmm. I was already Mm -hmm. outside of my comfort zone and, and trying new things. And so the combination of all of those things, but honestly, I really think what the difference was, was that I did this session for myself. I knew what I wanted it to be. I knew the story and the emotion that I wanted to capture. And we did, me and the model, we just did it for fun. 
You know, there was no pressure there, and we weren't trying to make it perfect. Yeah, that's so great. And I think that's where the key was. And then, like I said, really in that final editing and and really getting into those details. Yeah. It's so great to, you know, like you said, push yourself and to get that feedback and just being open to kind of constructive criticism or not even so much that it's criticism, but just more of suggestions. Because like you said, we all have our own comfort zone. I'm I'm kind of thinking like, man, I wonder if I went back and re-edited some of my work and gave it that extra, like, you know, contrasty dodge and burn or whatever on, on certain on cheekbones and certain body parts, like if that would elevate the photos even more. I think that's such a huge part of it. Yes, absolutely. I definitely have images where I know I want to go back and, and I want to re-edit because there were some things that were done great. And then I know other things that can be improved upon and it can even take that image to the next level. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, like for people out there listening, like, don't be afraid to ask for feedback. You know, for some people who are like, oh, I don't ask for feedback, whatever, like you have to set your ego aside and just be like, all right, if you're going to grow and learn, it's all about sometimes having that uncomfortable feeling of asking for feedback and, you know, might not get the feedback that you want, you know, but that's just how it goes. Like, you know, sometimes people get frustrated if they don't get the score that they want. And it's like, you could have an image that when you first look at it, it's like, wow, I wonder why they didn't get a silver. And then come to find out, it's because of, you know, the leg was a completely different, like, discolor, you know, yes. like, purpley skin tone when the rest of her body was not. Or maybe the image just was a confusing story, like, what's happening? Like, why is she looking that way instead of, you know, like, it, it just, sometimes when things get confusing or, like, the editing's off, like, when you really, the judges are really looking closely at every bit and piece of the photo. And so, at first glance, it might look like, damn, that should have been a silver. But when you get up close and the nitty gritty, that's where the mistakes are made and, and you know, things are picked apart. Absolutely. And that's, I was definitely looking in the, at those details when I was doing the editing, which again, I don't normally do in my everyday client work. Um, I do some of it, but certainly not to the extent that I did for the image that I submitted for accreditation. And my most important factor is the emotion here is the story here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I knew that even that, I could express more with the editing. I could express more with the lighting. So it's really a combination of a, a number of different things. And I also think that it's not something that you can really rush. So the more time you give yourself, if you know the next accreditation is coming in six months, you know, and you're going to be photographing specifically for it, do it in the first part of that six months, edit that image, and let it go for a month or two, and then come back to it and look at it again with fresh eyes. Because trying to compress it all at once and do it all at once, you start not to see things because you've been staring at it for so long, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is the kind of the point that I got to and why I asked for feedback from other photographers. And just like you said, I wasn't too thrilled with the initial feedback that I got. I'm like, what do you mean you want me to push it more? But then I'm like, wait, this is exactly <laughs> what I asked for. And so I went back and I did more of of what they pointed out to me. And when I brought it back to them, they're like, yes, this is it. And um, I think even then I had a little bit more time. So I probably put it to rest for about another couple of weeks. And I came back to it and then I pushed it 
even that much more. And then that's when when I just decided, I'm like, oh, well, here's an image that I'd love to submit. And I did. Yeah. And that's the one that that ended up getting a silver. And I have to say that that's, what, that's probably one of my proudest silvers because it's the one that I photographed for myself with my vision, with mm-hmm. my intention. And it just means that much more to me. Yeah, it's so cool. And then moving forward with work moving forward, it's like, okay, now you've got this extra, like, you know, you're out of your comfort zone into that. And now I feel like you'll be able to push yourself further more easily because you've done it now and you know the results. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Very cool. Well, thank you for sharing that. And yeah, I really appreciate it. You've kind of inspired me here too, just to put, <laughs> to go back and push push my editing a little bit more. Yeah, maybe I'll do that in one of the photos that, that I that I submit this round to just kind of take a look at the editing again and think like, all right, what can I do here? So yeah, awesome. Very cool. I'm looking forward to seeing it. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you. All right, cool. Thank you again, Joanna. And you are at soulscaping.com, right? Correct. Yep. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you again. I will see you in the group very soon. All right. Thank you. All right. Take care. Thank you again, Joanna, for inspiring us and just sharing how you created that beautiful silver boudoir image. Annie Marie from Minnesota is next, and she's such a good example of how entering your regular client work might not be what it takes to get you that silver. Let's see what she has to say about getting 10 silvers this last round. Hey, Annie, how are you? I'm good. Thank you very much. It's so good to have you on here. I see you online all the time, but we never really get to talk. So it's nice. I know. I know. It's a busy, busy group. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. It's true. Yeah. Speaking of of busy group. So when I made that post in the Facebook group just about, you know, who got a silver after getting bronze after bronze after bronze, so many people, we had like 90 people or someone make comments about it, you know, saying like, oh my gosh, it took me forever, but I finally did it or whatever. And one of the things that you said that really jumped out at me was the fact that you started initially by entering client work. And then it like occurred to you like, okay, I got to switch something up. Yeah. I had never entered any type of a competition or awards or anything. I had been in business for at that point, like 24 years and never had the motivation to do something like that. So I decided I, the portrait masters came along and I thought, I'm going to just try this and, you know, see what it's like. So, you know, I just picked images I like from clients and, you know, they all got bronze, obviously the first time around. And in fact, I just looked back at them this morning and I just shook my head thinking, what was I thinking? But I wasn't educated in competition and what it takes for, to elevate images because my client work at that time was just very lifestyle and a lot of high school seniors, which I didn't really do in, in more of a portrait fine art fashion. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really, you know, lighting, I didn't really think about it because a lot of it's outdoors. And so I was just entered client work thinking, oh, this is a cute picture. This will score well. Right, right. Well, (laughs) Well, you know, and I want to let people know out there who are listening, thinking like, what does 69 mean? So 69 or below is considered approaching professional standard. And then Mm -hmm. once you hit a 70, between 70 and 79 is bronze. So there's a big range in there where it could be a lower bronze or a higher bronze. Once you hit 80, Mm -hmm. that's when you, 80 points, that's when you get a silver. So if someone's referring to like, oh, I I was getting 69s or whatever, that was just like approaching professional professional standard. And it's not that your clients might not love the photos. Like your client work, I'm sure your clients love the photos. But when it comes to awards, it's just a different ballgame. And I was the same as you. I never had any really any desire to enter awards. It just never even occurred to me as something I would want to do until this. Absolutely. 
And I'm sure 99% of my client work are all in a competition would all be in their 60s. You know, because it's it's not, you know, there's so much that goes into the competition images that we have to think about, all those different mm-hmm. points of, you know, the lighting, the expression, the posing, the mood, the storytelling, yes. every little tiny element. Yeah. You know, you, you can't possibly think about that in, in a lot of your client work. So it's true because you're shooting for them. You have to give them what they need, what they want. And it's it's not so much about the creativity. But so you've gotten several silvers since then, though, right? Yes, yes. My first silver came in the third awards competition in August, September of 2018. That's where I got my first silver. And I was like, yay! You know, it was just like a celebration. Up until then, I had gotten all bronze. And ironically, one interesting thing with the awards competitions and how much they're elevating the entire group is the first two times, October of 2017 and January of 2018, I got all bronze, but yet I, in each one of those, I had one of the images in the top 20 in both of those, those years. But nowadays, you know, everyone is elevating so Mm -hmm. much that I don't think you could probably even get in on a bronze anymore, you know, in the top 20. Yeah, probably not. Yep. So that's, I just see this general shift with the whole group. Everybody's, you know, starting to, you know, elevate a little bit, which I love, I love watching that transformation. Oh yeah, it's been really fun. And man, those top 20 images, if you haven't had a chance to look at them, if you're out there oh. listening, there are some of them on the Portrait Masters website and, and you can get to it from com too, but they're just breathtaking. And it's just like, yeah. oh, just wow. Yeah, I just sit there and I just like, you just study them and studying yeah. the lighting and, and just studying the storytelling of some of them are just mm-hmm. like drool worthy. They're amazing. I mean, they just blow me away. But yeah, I mean, I'm, since then, I probably, the last one, I got 10 silvers, which blew me away. That's amazing. That is not yeah. an easy feat. W- what have you been doing differently? So how have you created these differently than, than just your client work to get these silvers? Well, what I started doing was I started shooting for myself. That's one thing I didn't do in like the over 20 years of being a business. I never shot for myself and styled sessions and kind of created the the whole entire image for competition or for myself. So I would invite past clients or do a little model search or something and and I would start getting ideas in my mind and and shoot for competition. And then I learned the editing process that goes along with it because it's very detailed editing. Mm -hmm. And I just got obsessed with styled sessions. And sometimes I just, not in my busy summer season, because I get super busy with my high school seniors, but in the off season, I just like, I start thinking, oh my gosh, now what can I create? And I'm already thinking about this winter, you know, who can I get in the studio and what can I create? And you know, what, cool dresses can I find and making headpieces. And so it was a matter of taking elements in my own hands and starting to create and stylize my own sessions. And that is what has elevated my work so much. And uh, seven years ago, I let go of my big studio, sold all of my lights. I just wanted to do all natural light, sold all of my strobes, my backdrops, everything. And I just, I have a natural light studio. So I was just 100% natural light and loving it. So my fine art kind of work, I wasn't doing. And so doing this awards and the competitions got me motivated to 
add in a fine art aspect for my clients. And that is just like so fun for me because it's more, it just takes a step up on the, on the creative level. And it's something that people that do shoot and burn can't do. So it's something my studio can offer that's a higher level, but it's just made all the difference for me too. And I just get to shoot from the heart and just create all these beautiful images. So yeah. So not only has it just helped you feel good about your work, but it's helped you to truly elevate what you do, not just for awards, but for your clients too. Like it seems like it's kind of helped evolve your business. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. That's so great. Is there an image that stands out most to you as your favorite or maybe your top scoring or something that you want to share a little bit more about? You know, I did this series with a client of mine. She was one of my high school seniors and she just had this beautiful porcelain face and just so fun to photograph. And I asked her if she would come in and and do a session with me. And so I think I went to Amazon and got this beautiful velvet green dress and I got these crowns and actually got a red wig for her because I had this vision in my mind and she had short brown hair, but I wanted long red curly hair and sort of like a princess kind of a theme. And so we just went to a local park and people were like looking at us. She's, (laughs) you know, because People in the parks, you know, they're just like, whatever. But then you got this right. girl in this green gown with red wig and <laughs> having her laying on the flowers and stuff. And and so we created, you know, a few really special images. One of them was in the top 20 last year or the last round. But it was just was a very special because it, it just took me outside of the boundary of a normal client session and right. made it into a little bit more of an on the art side, which was really fun. So if you could kind of give people advice, because there are people out there who are like, why can I get this silver? Like it's bronze after bronze. I know you said the styling and the editing and just being creative, but is there anything specific that you would tell people that you just really have to do? You know, I think a lot of it is in the details. You have to look at the entire image. You have to look at the background. You have to look at their clothing. You have to look at the posing, their expression, a lot of it, I think, can be dealt with in in post-processing, mm-hmm. like cleaning up the backgrounds and, and the lighting has to be, you have to really know lighting, you know, so take some, look at some of Sue's videos on lighting, they're amazing, mm-hmm. and, you know, maybe look at Pratik's or Richard Wood's videos on the lighting and Felix, oh my gosh, his lightings are amazing. Mm-hmm. Laura Jade's lighting is amazing. Sue's, I mean, she's got plenty of videos on that. Just learn lighting. And, and like you said, too, look in the past awards and look yeah, at your yeah. image and then look in the past awards and take out distractions in the backgrounds and and then take on, you know, find a client that you enjoyed working with and take them in the studio and play with some lighting and some ideas and try to elevate the images just from sitting there looking at the camera to a little bit more, add a little bit more into it as far as storytelling or add some props or something that maybe kind of tells more of a story, has a little bit more emotion, Mm -hmm. you know, just kind of try to elevate a little bit more. But sometimes you have to push yourself out of a comfort zone and and you can't really do that when you're working with clients because you know, they're paying you to create for them. So you almost have to create for yourself. 
Something you said, too, I want to make sure we don't glaze over it, is the expression piece. I think sometimes that yeah. is missed. If the expression is off, it can just kill the photo. And, it, yeah. and the photo of that you're talking about with the girl in the green dress and the red wig laying in the flowers, her expression is just, it just sucks you right in. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And it's not always an expression that's a smile. It's just, it's like a mood or it's yes. like something in their eyes. You know, they have to really be, you have to like catch them alive, you know. And it, the expression has to match the overall image too, you know, totally. and the overall mood of the image. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. That's a good point too, is making sure everything matches the mood of the photo. If it is a mm-hmm. really happy kind of story that you're telling, make sure the person's smiling. And if it is right. more of just kind of a sullen type mood, make sure the expression matches that. It, it really is important mm-hmm. to have all of those pieces to the puzzle really nailed down. Yeah, but I think one thing I I see after every ward, I do notice that people get so down on themselves about their bronzes. And and I know, you know, some of the leaders in the group are like, don't, you know, don't feel bad. Bronzes are good professional images. And I think people forget that, you know, of course you want to get a silver. And of course, that's something that people should, you know, work towards. And myself, I'm working towards a gold, you know, that's Mm -hmm. my next goal. But, you know, I just wish people wouldn't get down where they're at because a bronze image is actually a very good image. It's an amazing image. That's a great point. But I mean, it's always good to have in the back of your mind a motivation to get to silver. But as long as you're not devaluing your the bronzes that you're also getting. That's a really, really great point. And I've said this before that the most of my image, I, have, I think I've only gotten five silvers altogether. And I have a mm-hmm. master level. So I've I've entered a lot of photos and I, I think some people do get down on themselves. Like, oh, it was only yeah. a 72 or yeah. a 78 or whatever. That's still such a great score. But everybody gets, yeah, people mm-hmm. that have gotten silvers and golds get 72s and yep. 76s. I mean, I get a ton of bronzes too. Yeah, you that's know, a great point. And so I just think, I think people should, you know, keep themselves motivated and have have goals, but not put themselves down for where they're coming from because you're always going to come from somewhere lower to make yourself better and keep that as a motivation. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you. Thank you for just, you know, sharing your secrets with us. And yes, thank you for inviting me. Yeah, I look forward to seeing your gold. I'm I'm definitely uh... I, I I look forward to, I look forward to it too. <laughs> Yeah, well, thank you, Annie. And your your business is Annie Marie Photography. I want to make sure pe- people Correct. know that it's not yep. your last name, but yeah, cool. Yep, it's Annie Marie Photography. Yep. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Nikki. I appreciate it, and Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year to you. Take care, Annie. Thank you. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks again to Annie for being open and honest about her scores and just about what it took to impress the judges. Our next guest is Erica Manning, and she talks about how she makes her images special and just how entering awards and accreditation has helped her to raise her prices. Let's listen. Hi, Erica. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm good. We were just chatting that you live in Ohio. Is that right? I do, yes. Central Ohio. Yeah, well, I'm excited to hear about your experience with silvers because when I posted in the group, you were you're kind of funny. You were like, well, I got my first silver in the second round of awards. And then you got one in your third round, none in the fourth round. Is that right? Right. That is correct. And then after that, you said, then I got serious because this girl is going for fellow. So I love that you're (laughs) going for fellow status. That's awesome. But tell me a little bit about this because you said then you ended up setting some intentions for the fifth round and and just kind of talk me through your whole experience. 
Yeah. So when I started entering, it was just somewhat haphazard. I'm just like, well, you know, let, let me give this a shot. And I submitted only my client work and I submitted a lot. I submitted 30 images my first round and I got 30 bronzes. Two were in the top 20, which I was thrilled about in the newborn category. Oh, that's great. And so I'm like, well, let's just keep going with this. And my, my goal was to, at the very least, get the associate accreditation. So second round, I submitted a bunch again. I got 24 bronzes and one silver, and it was an 85. I was thrilled with it. Oh, um, wow. That's a really high score. What was the image? It was. I was a little shocked, but going back, I... I spent a lot of time on it. It was of my cat, <laughs> my cat, Norm. Oh, okay. Is is this the one with the coffee cup or is this the one no, with the light is, shining well, on it? That also was Norm, but the, the light shining. Yes, the light oh, shining. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but it was well thought out and I spent a lot, a lot of time on it. So, you know, I could understand why it scored higher than the rest. So my primary genre is high school seniors. So my next goal that I set was to get a silver using high school seniors as opposed to pets or whatever the case may be. So I, I was a little more intentional. I, I have a senior model team and so did a styled session with them. And I, so that next round, July of 2019, submitted a bunch again, got 21 bronzes and one silver in the teen and senior category. So I was thrilled. Well, for the January 2020 I honestly just submitted client work. I had a lot going on in my personal life. And I'm just like, well, just my goal was to get to the master accreditation. And I submitted 30 images. I got 30 bronzes, which I was thrilled with. And I reached the master accreditation. So that goal was reached. However, I felt like my overall scores were a little bit lower. But again, looking back, it was like, well, it was all client work. It wasn't, you know, it was work that I hadn't thought out thoroughly. Like mm-hmm, I had mm-hmm. the ones that scored higher. So it's um, like the theme it, is the ones that you spent time on are truly yes. the senior one. Is that the one where she has the braid and with the flowers in it? And she's got this like gorgeous tool. No, dress? That, the senior one was the group photo. Of, oh, okay. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so where they're kind of in like flapper dresses. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. So, you know, that was again, thought out my goal at that point, after reaching master, I knew that I wanted to go all the way. I knew that I wanted to get to fellow. Well, you need at least 10 silvers or higher to get to that level. So, you know, my goal at this point was to submit silver level work as, as much as I could. So after looking at the ones that scored low, I figured out, you know, why I thought they scored low. And a lot of times it was just not enough time, not enough craft put into those images. And then the one that ones that scored high, again, well thought out from concept all the way through editing. And often they told a story. So, you know, and it, it might be an overt story or it might be a subtle story, but each one told a story. Mm-hmm. So I knew that that was something that needed to happen again. Of course, you know, they're executed as cleanly as possible. So, you know, these are all things that I just started to work on as I submitted for the next round. So the next round, I submitted 15 images. Again, fewer images, but really tried to take my time and and focus on submitting that work that I was truly proud of that, you know, wasn't just 
throwing mud against the wall. I was, I was really trying to get those silvers. So I submitted 15. My goal was to get three more silvers. I wanted to get halfway to that fellow level of silvers and Mm -hmm. I reached my goal. So I'm, I'm thrilled. just, you know, so thrilled that I was able to reach that. Of course, you know, I'm not done. I, (laughs) I want to get to that next level. So I think that, you know, for the next round, I've done even more planning. I've done even more thought, more thought has gone into this next round than ever before. So I'm hopeful that, you know, the trend continues. I love that you set a goal for three and you got three. It's, yeah, you know, you set your intention. So when you no say more, you no spent a lot, yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So when you know you say you spent a lot of time, and I know you said yes. with styling and that sort of thing, or with your cat portrait, you spent a lot of time. But tell us a little bit more about what do you mean you spend time? Like, are you just spending extra time in the editing? Is it the lighting? Is it you know what is it that makes these like special? So I honestly think that so much of my time is spent thinking about the concept. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, just doing all sorts of research and trying, like, for example, for the, the flapper sessions that I had done, the Gatsby sessions, I called them, you know, really looking at that era, looking at the hairstyles, looking at the, you know, the mood in the imagery that I had seen and trying to come up with a story for, you know, the the subjects of each of those sessions. So, so I would say that that is where much of my time is spent before I even shoot, before I even, you know, it's, it's thinking through the concept. And then once I have that, then I execute, then I create the styling and then I, you know, make sure that my lighting is exactly the way I want it to be. And, you know, and then I do the session And then I spend a ridiculous amount of time editing, just paying attention to every aspect of the image. So the time is spent in every step of the process, but it starts well before the session. Yeah, yeah, definitely. What about editing and retouching? Do you do your own? I do. And and one of my goals from the very beginning through the awards and accreditation was to improve my skill. So if that is one of my main goals, then I want to be doing all of the things having to do with the, mm-hmm. the images mm-hmm. that I submit. You know, certainly I see nothing wrong if somebody sends uh, retouching out and, and has that done by someone else, you know, if it, the concept and the, the final imagery is done by them. But being that my main goal is to make myself a better photographer and a better editor and, and all of those things. I just really wanted to do it myself. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and some people feel like, oh, like for me, retouching is not my strong suit. Right. <laughs> so I'd like to say like, oh yeah, I did everything myself, but I do hire out retouching. Right. Like the basic skin, like skin retouching and right. just to make sure, because I'm like, oh man, this is awards. I don't, I, they look at every little detail. So I just, I'm exactly. like, I don't want to mess this up. So, right, right, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But very cool. Well, so now you have, you're a master, which is awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. And so you've got your five silvers, right? Yep. I've got five silvers. I'm halfway to what you need for the 
fellow level. Yeah, very cool. Do you want to share like a little teaser of what you're going to submit this time? Or are you going to wait, make it a secret? Uh, I'm going to wait, <laughs> but I will tell you that I'm really, really excited about it. I did actually five different sessions and they're all based around the same theme, but mm-hmm. very different each and them themselves. So I have all five already shot. I am in the process of editing them now. And I personally think they're better than anything that I've done in the past. We'll see if that translates, if the judges feel the same way. But honestly, you know, I feel better about my work and that translates into an improved self-worth. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, through the accreditation process, I feel like I've, that has gone up, my self-worth has gone up ridiculously high, you know, and so I'm able to charge more. I'm able to take fewer sessions and make more money. And that allows me to be more creative. So I kind of call it the cycle of Sue Bryce education. You know, I improve self-worth, I charge more, do fewer sessions. Fewer sessions means that I have time to improve my skills and try new things, improve skills, translates into better scores and awards and accreditation. And then those better scores helps improve my self-worth where I can charge more. So it just, it continues to cycle up and cycle up. Yeah. Wow. That's so great. That's so great. You know, people get different things out of this awards and accreditation. And I love that that's something that you got out of it, that it just makes you, you know, like you said, your, your self-value around all of this or self-worth, sorry, I didn't put words in your mouth. Like, it's just, it's so great. I I love hearing that. And I'm excited for you. And I'm excited to, to just see what you enter. And yeah, very, very cool. So thank you for sharing all of that. Well, thank you for asking. I'm, I'm thrilled with the process. I recommend it to anyone and everyone. You can only win in this situation. You know, you can only get better, you know, and as you get better, you know, hopefully you'll re- get those silvers, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, awesome. Thank you again, Erica. And again, can't wait to see what you enter. And I hope you get to fellow too. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Awesome. All right. I will see you in the SBE group. Okay. Sounds great. Thank you again to Erica and to all of our guests today for sharing some tips and strategies to get those silvers and hopefully even gold awards. We absolutely love seeing not only the top 20 photos in each category, but also all of the photos that our members post in our SBE Facebook group just to share their successes and sometimes just to get feedback on how to get their scores up. So thank you again to all of our guests and we cannot wait to see what everyone will submit this round. Thanks again. It's time for me to tell you about this episode's sponsor, Fujifilm North America. If you haven't experienced portraits and wedding scenes created on the large format GFX system digital camera sensor, you are missing out. Along with up to 102 megapixel resolution, you'll find rich colors and gorgeous in-camera looks. There's also AI-driven subject detection and 8 frames per second bursts inside the compact GFX100 digital camera. Hit the link in this episode's description to view the products. It's time to dream big in your creative process.